Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Talking Cop. I was going to know I was going to nearly get that wrong, but I didn't. I'm Gavin. With me this week is Keith. It's Emma. It's Shani. It's Sunday night. It is international break, and that's unfortunate. But the, the Reds will be back this week. And um, on tonight's show, we're going to talk about Andy Robertson. Uh, half twelve kickoffs. The Anfield Road, um, which is becoming a nightmare, and Andre from Fluminense being linked again, and Keith will get really excited by that, and we have a new segment towards the end of the show, which is all going to love, we've just agreed to it literally 40 seconds ago, <laughs> and you're all going to love it. Right, um, Keith, how are you? I'm good, yeah, I'm good. I like the intro, Gav, it's very uh, 80s hair metally. Um, right. it, it's got a nice little uh, bit about it, you know what I mean, yeah, why not? Okay, yeah, well, I'm glad yeah, you like it. I'm after being shadow boxing the gaff down there when that yeah. was coming on there. And then I thought, well, <laughs> I thought I was reading coming in the gaff looking for the knock there for a minute. It actually is a bit like that, actually, now I think of it. Um, in, it actually, in the show description, in the show description is the artist that made that show and um, all the copyright stuff because I did have to give them, um, you know, Give them the heads up every time we, we use it, which is fair enough because it's a good show. It? It's a good show. Um, uh, Paul Giovanni says, Gav, have you dyed your hair? There's a team here. Um, no, I got my hair cut the other day, and if I don't wet it, I'm literally silver, so it's just wet and it, it looks black when it's wet, so that's all good. Um, how are you? Yeah, all good. Yeah. The music frightened the shit out of me, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> have the volume all the way up here. No, I enjoyed it, but it does have a bang of Keith playlist off it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a rat, there's, a, there's a, an alternative uh, Spotify playlist there somewhere. Um, Shawnee, how are you? Good. Good? Very good, considering it's an international an international break. Um, yeah. Very good. good Congratulations stuff. to the Irish rugby team as well for making the last... <laughs> Eight of, <laughs> the last eight of a competition with nine good teams. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you've had that bleeding slugging the guts all over the place for them the last day or so, Sean, haven't you? You've been letting them know. Look, it's just as well I don't fucking depend on them. I don't even care about them and they still let me down. It's mad. I honestly, honest to God. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't I haven't watched any of it. So um I'm not too too worried about it. They play games every three weeks. Now that's probably what we're gonna talk about, but they've won game every three weeks, probably not a bad thing. So yeah. but yeah. Anyway, away from the rugby, um I think France were beaten tonight by South Africa. Were, yeah. that, so but watch bits of it, playing great game it was. All right. Okay, how would you know? Can you don't even like rugby. I'm a big rugby fan with you oh, you're not. I'm a blade connoisseur of rugby. You're too late to this party, Keith. Yeah. The one last night, that's the attitude you should have, but they've lost. Like, grew up on it. Saturday grandstanded beyond the five nations at the time, as it was. Yeah. Serge Blanco tearing it up for France at fullback. Yeah, I played and grew up on this stuff. I'm from Dublin 4, you need to remember that. So I do have that <laughs> rugby heritage about me. Yeah, so. rugby heritage, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, off the rugby, onto the football, and straight into Liverpool. Um, Andy Robertson. We have to start with Andy Robertson. Um, gets injured the other night playing for Scotland. Um, there's not a lot to come out about what sort of injury it is, how severe it is, how long it'll be out for. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people hoping it's something to do with his elbow rather than his shoulder. Um, because if he's, if he's done his shoulder and he's dislocated that, I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a fair amount of time out. And the problem with dislocated shoulders is they seem to come back every so often. I remember talking about, um, you know, Bella Kotchup off Southampton when we were linked to him during the summer saying, I think he's done this two or three times in his career. And yeah. we're kind of all kind of going, no, we don't want any bar of that. Damien Duff um, did it as well. Yeah. Uh, we Damien didn't want Duff any- had a good feel with him. Yeah. We didn't want him anywhere near it. That was the uh, same way he was the shower then, does it? Huh? <laughs> that, might, that might explain, that might, that might go a long way to explain the fucking chip in the shower, Damien. Ah, Duffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's mad. mad at all every night, that fella. Uh, Veranda Chase, as I was with him, I, he was with Gav on Friday. You were. Um, I was getting my hair cut, and Gav went to the Peter Max for a cut. Like, you're a fucking liar. And I'll tell you something else. If I was you, I'd keep your mouth shut about Friday because I was the one that was meant to be there, and you were the one that wasn't. So uh, let's leave it at that. Um, but look, he, he's got an injury. We don't know the severity of it. Keith, um, I'm going to throw it out there straight off the bat. Um, my nerves are gone over how long this fella could be out for. I don't think he's been on top form this season. I think he's been up and down. He's had some really good games, some poor games, some in the middle. So it's been, you know, an average enough season for Andy Robertson. But what I've seen at Costa Simicast this season, um, when he's played for Liverpool, and even the other night when he played for Greece against Ireland, um, my nerves would be gone if he's in for a run of games in Liverpool's team. I was at the Ireland game during the wonderful cross by Costa Simicast. We're in safe hands. I'm not worried. But no, in all seriousness. I was at the game. Yeah, I know you were at the game. The rest of it's a spoof, though. The rest of it is a spoof. The rest yeah. of it is a spoof. Chidozi yeah, Ogbeni had him on toast for most of it. Um, Zed Zahir puts it in there. Mel Gibson, elite weapon, shows a dislocated shoulder. There's nothing to worry about. And that's the one that comes to mind with me all the time. The old Martin Riggs. I, I don't know. I think he turned to drugs and alcohol because of the old dislocated shoulder. More so than the Vietnam PTSD that he might have had. So I'm a bit worried. I think Robbo... I think Robbo's been quietly decent. He's had a couple of dodgy games, but... I think he's been sort of good this season compared to last season. And I think it's a big, big loss, you know. To lose, it's, it's typical. International breaks, second one, only about eight weeks into the season. 
and we've got our second international break and straight away we lose a, a vital player now the one thing that sort of does annoy me is you know people are saying oh we should have bought a left back we sh- probably should have hindsight's a great thing but you can't sort of foresee these injuries you know what i mean like I always felt if we weren't going to get a left-sided centre-back, who could do a Knicks or a left-back? We weren't going to buy an out-and-out left-back. So, you know, we, we went with what we did. But it's come to bite us in the arse now. So, uh, yeah, look, we just have to wait and see what happens. Really. But it's, it's a bit of a sickener. It's one area that you you wouldn't have been comfortable losing. It's probably the the most, well, apart from Allison, it's the one that you you'd least want to be losing. So, yeah, it's a bit of a sickener. Dislocated shoulder, it's... I mean, people talk about his elbow. It looked like he was carrying the shoulder off on a blade on a sling the other night to me. I can't see it being anything other than a, a dislocated shoulder, but we just have to wait and see. Mm. Um, Shani, <coughs> we will have to wait and see on, on Robertson. And, you know, it could be anything from if it's something to do with his elbow or his arm. You know, I was hoping maybe he just fractured an arm and he can put it in a cast and stuff like that a couple of weeks out. Um, and we just have to wait and see on that. We do. And I'm sure Liverpool will come out sometime this week and update us because we'll be back at club football. But with the Simicast stuff, like I know you're not a fan of Simicast, right? So I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here. Um, Simicast to me looks like someone that get him through a game or two. And when he gets, he, he, he feels like he's a rhythm player and he'll grow into that if he needs to be there for six, eight weeks. Yeah. Is, is, does, does that, lower the worries a little bit because I think he is a bit like that and it's maybe it's a bit unfair and when you say oh he's fucking brutal he's coming in every fucking blue moon and playing in a league cup or an odd league game are we over worrying here yeah I I think one way of looking at it is if you want to be positive about it and sunny side up is that I don't think the system that we're using at the moment is as reliant on the likes of Robertson and Trent being the creative outlets in the team. So, um, Simicast does have a decent cross on him. I know it was dis- discussed between the fan base on Twitter for a long time whether he had a better delivery of the ball or Robbo, and it was one of them kind of debates that trickled on. Like, look, I don't, I don't particularly rate Simicast. I don't. That's not been. I don't think that's a secret. Um, but I think with games, he's an able deputy if he's playing. Like look, look at the the run we have now up until November, December. Barring, I think City is it's either City or Arsenal are thrown in there at, at some stage. Like it's manageable. Uh, it should be manageable. Um, Robinson's a player that doesn't hasn't missed many games since he's come in to Liverpool. So look, we just have to hope for the best, and hopefully we can see Robbo again this side of Christmas, and then again him getting his feet off a four or five weeks might not actually do him any harm either because um, in a, a season that was particularly short last year I actually thought Robertson was alright and he got a bit of stick after the game against Brighton last week and it was a, the, the same old same old that was needing to buy a left back and then the conversations about him being finished well, I think that's way, way too, um, t- too early there's still loads of football left in Robertson it's just part and parcel for international breaks you, yeah, just kind of think of DSL. Can we get back back here now after this pointless, stupid fucking second international break? By the start of November, October is fucking. It's bon- the mind boggles. The mind boggles. Another one coming in four weeks. 
yeah, yeah. It's just it, it makes it makes no sense, and I don't even I don't even see where the the monetary gain is for UEFA or the the nations to be doing this because it just it doesn't. It's fucking stupid. Like teams be playing one one qualifier and one friendly, and he would have played one qualifier and one friendly in fucking September. Why can't you just do two qualifiers in September? Yeah. Take out the October break and then go again in November if you have to. And I'm sure there's ways to even be to be better about it. Look, so look, fucking just get Simicas a bleeding bottle of CBD. Get my night's sleep. The fella looks like he hasn't had a night's sleep since he signed by Liverpool. I don't know what the fuck is. Enjoying life, isn't he? Yeah, he, honestly, he looks like he stays up all night smoking hash playing fucking modern warfare or something. But um, he's not the worst player in the world. I just, I don't think he's great. And it look, the positives is the favourable games in there that yeah, probably looking at going. We should be winning them games without Andy Robertson. So that, that's my way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether it's just an Irish thing, but I fucking hate international football. Oh. Now, and that probably goes hand in hand with us being absolutely shite. Now, I don't know whether... He hates it that See, much. He follows me, me all like, over Europe. I'm like, now, I'm a, now I'm a blading a match going fan. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, now listen, I got, I, I've been going to the Ireland games as well. Um, since Kenny took off, don't ask me why I'm a grunt for punishment. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking up water bottles and classes now. It's a bit of party after the other service or something, was it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, that's what I think it is, but uh, yeah. it's just fucking it, it's completely forced. And like, I seen fucking ages on Twitter going, Oh, these fellas complaining about. Having to do play X amount yeah. of games of Sweden. Uh, I'm up on a roof, fucking nailing Sorry. down toil. 12 hours. Give us a fucking break, mate, will you? <laughs> Honestly, because if you think I see these fellas earn 250 grand a week, they're not human. Footballers yeah. are playing way too many games. It's gotten to the stage now where a couple of years ago, Liverpool had two games in two different continents in the space of 48 hours. Yeah. And that should have set alarm bells ringing. Now, it looked like it was going to happen to City again, but they got knocked out of the, the Carabao Cup. The, like, how much is too much at this stage? Like, where does it end? Like, the Champions League coming around next year, more games in it. The Club World Cup, more games in it. I won't feel the Premier League are fucking shipping teams out to the back arse of Riyadh to play games in the middle of the league and flushing meadows in New York. It's just how much is too much. I think sometimes less is more. But you have you have them by the you have them by the ball, you see, because if 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 the FIFA and UEFA or whoever all these different people decide on games, right? The clubs don't send them. They can just stop them from playing the next club game. You know what I mean? They have yeah, them by look, the balls. Like. Gonna, it's probably gonna take <laughs> it, like there was a Chief, if you remember, there was a lockout years ago and years ago in the NBA where the players yeah. just said, no, fuck this, we're not playing anymore. And it was got to do with contractual show you. But I think it's going to take something sort of collaborated effort between teams and players all over but, the world. But it won't, but it won't happen, Shani, because if you look at a small thing, well, not a small thing, but small is probably wrong word to use, but when, when it came down to captains wearing, you know, rainbow-coloured armbands, they all... 
kicked and screamed. Yeah, I know. And then, that, that's, that's, and then when that, FIFA that, just put that foot down, it was just, they done it. Yeah, but the told. thing was, that, that was, <clears throat> if I'm just going to call that for exactly what it was, fucking virtue signaling that that's no place in football to be, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, whether you agree with it or you don't, it was still, it was still players and squads. Putting it's something together and then and then just backing off it. It's this shit of people expecting clubs to be releasing statements about the conflicts going on in Israel and Palestine at the moment. It's not needed. Commentary is not needed. For, what difference does support make from a fucking support tweet make? Very little. That's what I'm trying to say is this has actually got to deal with football and it's impacting players. Now, that's not to say the shit that's going on outside football is not important. It's just not related to football. Hmm. Like rainbow armbands and we've, we've, we've all had that discussion. But, like, this is detrimental to the game with the amount. It's it it's that players are being way overcooked. There's ACLs. And but money, 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 Sean. Money, money, and money. We've seen a World Cup last year in the middle of the fucking, in the middle of the winter, in the depths of winter. Like, it doesn't make sense. Money, 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 Gav, to a certain extent, yeah. But when it's to the detriment of the quality of your product, what's the fucking point? Yeah, I know, but but, it, it, but, the, but look at the stage where it's counterproductive, and it should just come down to all these players going. You know what? I'm not fucking playing these games. Simple as that. Pick lads from the twenty ones if you want, and get. I'm not playing these games. I don't give a fuck. Football clubs have the power. No matter what said, they have the power. Fuck advertisers or whoever else about paying their bills. Where else are they going to get the money that they get from the exposure that they get from football? It's going to come down to the powers that be, the players all banding together and just saying, enough's enough now. This is a lot of bollocks. Again, it's a Liverpool player being a martyr, which I don't like because it's it, Virgil van Dijk is getting battered now from pillar to post by the likes of Simon Jordan who are going on about how it's high archery and all. I guarantee you, if fucking van Dijk was coming out saying, uh, we're not playing enough games. We want to play more games. So I'm enjoying me turning around going, well, what about the match going fan that has to pay for tickets? They, they just always counter-argue. Yeah, but like, argue but in fairness, Liverpool, Liverpool is a club. Liverpool is a, a club. It's a fucking, it's a pile-on. Don't ever compare what you do in your... Now, you could be a nurse doing fucking 12-hour days. It, it, I get what you're saying. But don't act like these fucking footballers aren't that physical capacity with what they're doing. It doesn't matter if they're earning... 250 grand a week. It doesn't make them any less human. And that's that's the problem. Players are starting to break down. There are too many made yeah, a great point. Ha- yeah, but, you, but Sean, you have to judge it. You have to judge it on the situation they're in. You know, like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't compare myself to what I do to a footballer. You know, if I see, no. if a footballer thinks he's playing too much football, that's a footballer telling you he's playing too much footballer. Football. But if you have a fella that's a carpenter, and he's like, I'm working too many hours a week. I'm, I'm fucking dying. You wouldn't have, I wouldn't expect a footballer to run and go, oh, well, like, I'm out running fucking 12k three, th- three times yeah. a week. Like, what's like the fuck doing that? You know, it's uh, like but, when, who was it? Was it Ian Wright that tweeted about giving, uh, giving soldiers footballers wages? Like, just stupid stuff, like virtue signaling and bollocks. Like, just, well, I don't, I don't. That, that's where it's gone. But when it regards to international football, they have them. They have them by the balls. Simple as that. And um, with regards to if you appear, you're great. If you don't appear, we'll we'll have you. We've seen it before. Players all oh, I've retired or I'm injured, and next of all, well, he's not playing the next game. You know what I mean? We know he's acting the maggot. He's not playing. Emma, just getting back to Simicast though. Um, 
couple, Shawnee's mentioned it there, and I think it was Glenn and um, there was somebody else there, I'll get it in a minute. They were saying that the run of games Liverpool have, um, yeah. the next four are fairly favourable. Um, and I'm talking about getting, into, getting him into a rhythm because he's going to play a lot of games now, I think, unless they do with Joe Gomez left back team, which I'm, I'm, wouldn't be a huge fan of. Is that the only positive to come out of this? That we, yes, we have a, a, a left back there that's good, that's good and decent cover, but the run of games, the next four in particular, you know, like, um, Everton, Luton, um, Forest, Brentford is our next four league games. And we've a league cup games running there as well away to Bournemouth. Is that the, is that the, probably the only benefit to come out of this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any benefit, obviously, to Robo getting injured, but the, the games obviously will soon simicast to ease him in because I, I think he'll probably be needed for slightly longer than those four games. Um, and like you said earlier on, He's coming in, he's playing, or he's starting a League Cup game where there's like nine or ten changes in the team. So they're not necessarily used to playing together. So not everybody has lit the world on fire in those games or even in the Europa games. I don't think we've been excellent in any of those games. Um, but I'm not too I'm not too pushed. Um, obviously, I prefer to have Robbo, but I, I neither love or hate Simicast, I think he just does a job. The one thing I will say is that he doesn't tend to get as far forward, and um, he tends to send his crossing crosses in from deeper, like he did against Ireland, and oh, um, which means that we maybe maybe won't be uh, as open at the back as like when Robbo goes forward, he goes forward. He literally goes to the byline, um, and I just think that with the system that we're playing at the moment, it, it might actually work in our favour ever so slightly, with uh, slightly more cover at the back than what Robbo would do us. All right. Um but look, we we'll have to wait and like I said, um when we get when we get through this international stuff and, and Klopp starts doing press conferences about games and stuff like that, which I presume be Thursday, Friday, um we'll know more about Andy Robertson, possibly before then, and then we can see exactly what lies before us um with regards to the left back situation. But on the international break side of stuff, we're back from the international break and we're back to a half twelve kickoff. Now, we had this a couple of weeks ago and we were like Oh, do you realise that we were saying, like, you know, the next one, we're at half 12. And we do play everything at half 12 on Saturday. And then we play another five games. And then we have another international break. And then we're at half 12 away to City. Now, I'm going to throw it out there straight away. Sean, you made the point a couple of weeks ago that, look, this is all down to money and TV and, you know, bum, 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 bum. Right? Which is absolutely spot on. Right? But Keith... I'd, I'd make a slight counter-argument to this, that if we're going to talk about player welfare and different things like that, surely Liverpool at some stage have to turn around and go, hold on, we have as many internationals away as anybody else, right? There's loads of teams with less internationals away than us. We have players travelling back from South America that are playing on a Wednesday coming into Thursday, and we are always left at half 12 on a Saturday. I get the point about TV and money and stuff like that, but something has to be done about this, Keith. This is this will be after CE will be fourteen of them in Jurgen Klopp's time. The nearest one to us is Spurs on six. Yeah, like, well, it, it'll be the third one this season. L3, yeah, like right? every international break, we're back at half twelve. Yeah, home to Everton, I mean, away to Wolves, away to CE. I can sort of understand the two, the Wolves and the Everton ones, because I think they were sort of scheduled in at that space in advance. Arsenal were meant to play Brentford on the next one, a half twelve, and we were on a half five. 
and they've decided to swap them around because of what safety fears or some shy about Manchester City Man Council wouldn't yeah. wouldn't approve an evening kickoff. Like what Manchester the on here? Like this this is just ridiculous now. And you know, again, we always feel why is there always us? You know what I mean? Shawnee was right. You know, it's just about money. It's just about getting the big teams on the big games, well, and you can understand. Have you told? Right. Have you? Have you... No, no, oh. no, no, no. I, 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 I'm gonna roll back on what I said and say I'm exactly wrong. Okay, well you can roll back in a minute. Go on, Keith. I know. I was just gonna say, like you know, you can take these things and say, look, it's all about money. I think it was Emma probably made the point that Liverpool being in the Europa means, you know, they're they're not going to be on a lot of Sundays at two o'clock or whatever, you know. So it's it's probably something to do with that. But the fact that they've gone and changed this one at I wouldn't say the last minute because the game is a few weeks away or whatever, but the fact that it's been Liverpool who are now being pushed to this, I think it's an absolute fucking scandal. I'm listening to shite bags like Andy Goldstein who has nothing to say about Liverpool and even he's coming out and saying, look, there's something not right about this. That's three. The 12 that we had before this season in Klopp's time and Spurs being the next closest on six, you're looking at that and you're going, Jesus, that doesn't look right. That doesn't seem right. But now the fact that it's three out of three, that is a load of bollocks as far as I'm concerned. You know, moving the game. Why do they even have to have a half twelve kickoff after but, an international break? Yeah, well, that's my point exactly. Put in yeah, the counter that international. You know, if they want to have four games over a weekend, Sky one two and Thing one two or three, whatever the fuck they want, just schedule them different and you know, have games on a whatever, fucking half five eight and then you're three on Sunday or whatever because it's just ridiculous and that it's Liverpool again I don't know if there's a conspiracy because how can you not think it do you know what I mean like three fucking times out of three and actively now getting moved they're taking games out and putting Liverpool in there now it just seems a little bit suspicious to me that there's something a bit more schadenfreude going on there but but maybe I'm just being a conspiracy I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's, it's you see I, I, I agree with the point you've made there there shouldn't be one and a half twelve after the international break you simply move the half twelve today and you put the other one in a half five and everyone gets their TV stuff and it's absolutely fine and trust me five and eight o'clock on a Saturday night is more prime time than half twelve so you know I get the, the money argument but it's actually more prime time to have them at half five or eight o'clock on a Saturday night it's it, it's just there's no argument against that. I'm going to leave Shani to the last because he wants to kind of come back on what he was saying a few weeks ago. Emma, you know, Keith says there, you know, how can you not think it's a bit conspiracy-ish? You know, but not even conspiracy. Like, if it's meant to be Arsenal and Brentford and they've just moved and went, no, we're putting City in there because Manchester Council have decided that they can't host, they can't have the ability to host a game, a Premier League game at half five on a Saturday, which is nonsense because how many times did he play Manchester United at half four on a Sunday. 
How many times did he play United at half five on a Saturday? It's absolute and utter nonsense. And this was all started when City reduced Liverpool's allocation there because of security fears and stuff like that. It's bullshit, right? But <laughs> Keith Roy, how can you not think this, Emmy? You know what I mean? But having said that, I'd like the club to be stronger than this and come out and say, no, this is wrong. This is absolutely wrong what's going on. Because we, out of three international breaks now, right, have, have the minimum amount of rest of any club in the country. Any club. Because when you add it all up to internationals being away in Europe, being away in America, South America, um, we've, we've lads in Japan, you know, whatever it might be, we, three times, right, and I think City will be four, will it? Wolves, Everton, yeah, might be four, no, but three, right? Um, yeah. Liverpool have to be stronger in this, Emma. Whether privately or, or publicly, they have to be stronger on this. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I think they do privately, but we all know how it's going to play out. It's going to play out with the journalist asking Klopp the questions. He's going to moan about this and blah, 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 and whatever. And, and in two years' time or at a season's time, there won't be any half-twelves after international break. And everybody would go, oh, yeah, that was a great decision. When Klopp's been talking about it for, for years. 14 is more than double any other team in the league. So, and I wonder, I wonder how the Spurs six, have Liverpool figured against Spurs in any of those six? Be interesting to check that. Because then the I'm 14 and sure, 6 actually looks sure actually we, more I'm ridiculous. pretty sure we did Spurs on an early start on that club. But it's, um, yeah, look, and, and people are saying, well, City will have as many players away. But like, and I, to, to Shawnee's point, these lads are like thoroughbred racehorses. They're, there's the sports science that goes into having them prepared like an hour in the difference. If that was a half one kickoff, they would be more prepared. Klopp has talked about it loads. Like a couple of hours makes a massive difference. And I'm not saying put it on a half one or half two or whatever. I agree with you. I would say go with the eight o'clock kickoff. But the fact that it's Manchester City Council and this... <laughs> group that look after Manchester City have pumped millions if not coming up to billions into Manchester screams dodgy to me like to, to have more than to have more than double and this is Manchester City so to have more than double something's not something's not right something's like it, there's something going on that like if, if we had three more than the next closest to us you probably think ah yeah well look it's just the way the, the matches fell but to have more than double than anybody else in the league, there's, some, there's something not right. I don't know what it is, but there's brown envelopes going around somewhere. Mm. Um, a couple of people there are saying that Oshin and Owen are saying that we played Spurs at Wembley at twelve twenty as well. Um, going back a couple of seasons ago, uh, and you know, like that even makes it more ridiculous because like one of Spurs' six is actually against Liverpool. It's not like it's Spurs not after an international break. I was it just yeah. a half twelve? Yeah. Um, Flowers says twelve to twenty after players flying on a tours from South America is absurd, and it is. Um, Shawnee, you know, I, I think you're right with regards to the money and the the, the player, the teams they want there and stuff like that. But somebody else says there that the uh, sorry Oshie in there. He says it's happening this weekend. Kickoffs: Chelsea, Arsenal, five thirty. Then Sheffield United, Manchester United, eight pm. Only one game on the Sunday. So yeah, ridiculous. Can I just confirm they did play Spurs? Yeah, on twenty eighteen nineteen after an international break, half twelve. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So there you go. It's it's mad, but Shawnee, like, it's hard not to look at it now, isn't it? And go, this is just not. Yeah. Wrong. 
look, I made points a few weeks ago about this in terms of Liverpool being a drawer and all, but I when I seen that stat the other day about us potentially having played 14, 12, 30 kickoffs and then the nearest being there was the sports then like that's if that's not a smoking gun, then I don't know what is because it's not right. It's not it's not even near balanced or, or rationalised. And again, like Klopp will be the martyr, like Emmett said he hit the nail on the head. He's gonna be asked about it on Thursday or whatever when he whenever he 100%. does. He is gonna be asked and it will be grabbed and chopped up whatever way the media see fit and it'll be stick to beating with. And then the rules might eventually change. Like the, the five subs when he was called a prick for saying to Chris Wilder, he's five subs and zero points. He's three subs and zero points. I hope he's happy. Yeah. And then when they brought in the five subs, everyone was Clay Kenton saying it was genius from the Premier League and they were catching up. So, look, it is what it is. Um, it, it always seems like goes moaning. And that's the way I saw it until you actually look at the numbers and they don't add up. And when it did all come out in the wash last week that the game was being moved, I said, you know what, before I come down on it, I'm going to pull up the fixtures and have a little look to see what way the lay the land lies. And I could understand if United had a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday at home that the Manchester police might have felt like they may be a bit stressed in terms of the resources for that given day. And then I looked at the fixture list and United are away to Everton on the same day. So, are you telling me that Man City can host the game with a reduced away allocation compared to... No, the they, they can host at half 12 in the day, but they can't host at half yeah. 5 in the evening. Yeah, yeah but, or three. But exactly. With a reduced allocation based on the 17 other teams that they play at home that season, based on that 12.30 from a fan's point of view from Liverpool to Manchester is not that much of a fucking ask in terms of you can jump on a train and be down there in an hour's time. It's not going to deter a crowd from showing up from Liverpool. So what's the fucking point of it? Liverpool will and have less. That. Liverpool will have less fans at that game at half twelve than I think any other Premier League uh, team. Yeah, travelling to Man City this season. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I, I don't understand if it was fucking bomb at the Manchester and you're putting around at twelve thirty to kind of play it or to kind of funnel the crowd. But it, it makes no sense, whatever way you look at it, in terms of advertising. And again, it's just it's going to come down to the club going. Do you know what? Fuck it, we're not doing it, and we're not gonna play the game at that time. And you can tell your advertisers or whoever else, fuck off, and we'll move it because get Sky or TNT to sell ads for the fucking Sheffield United at home to Burnley at half 12 on a Saturday if they want. At the end of the day, it's kind of the point in the hand that feeds them out that's the at this stage with the treatment of Liverpool. Forget about reps and all of this shit, but. Yeah, I, I'm going to put my hand up at me that the lads with the tinfoil hats on might actually have a point here because <laughs> the, the numbers don't add up. No, um, it's, they don't add up. Like, they play home games in the Champions League at 8 o'clock on a fucking Tuesday and a Wednesday. Like, 
How could it's they not bollock. be on a Saturday night? It's utter shy, Emmett. I know. I can't. I can't understand how how the Premier League, or the FA, or whoever, are just going. Oh, the council said we can't play. What is going on here? Like, You've hit the nail on the head there. The Premier League, the FA, the council, the PGMOL, the tellies. Everybody has a say in this show, and everybody's taking the little pound of bleeding flesh here. Yeah, but, it's, but there's no common goal. There's no interest. There's no common interest there. Yeah, but, but and they all you, have their own self-serving issues. I'd actually listen if someone came out straight and went, "Listen, we want to sell this game, and the slot we have for it is half twelve on a Saturday." That's the way it is. You kind of go, "Well, that's bollocks," but I kind of get where you're coming from. But when you have people going, Man- Man- Manchester Council can't do this and don't want to do that, you're going, so fucking what? See, if you can't host the game, if if, if you are, are under the ability to host the game, don't host it then. We just give, the, and this, I know this is way out there, but just just give us the three points and you can't host the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, but, do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's how I want to replay, Gav. But that's, but that's how, yeah, no, but I know it's ridiculous, but the, do you know what I'm saying to you? Like, It'd be like turning up and Man City going, uh, we don't have enough players. They're all sick. Well, what do you want us to fucking do? Do you know what I mean? I, I think the answer lies with the Premier League, and I think this, again, is kind of it's got to deal with probably the football, the future, broadcasting. Like the pre- I think the Premier League, I don't understand how it hasn't happened yet. Someone might explain to me why it was more, it was more intelligent than me, basically, as to why with all of these... TV contracts pot, uh, potentially running down. The Premier League should be going. Do you know what? Why are we paying money to to these fucking advertisers? We could all be just doing this on our own platform, and we could literally be going. These all of these games will kick off when we say they'll kick off because we're the ones selling the ads now. We're not going to Sky and the likes of TNT or whoever else is in America to say. All right. <coughs> the problem, the problem with that would be, Shawnee, is the is the splitting money. Yeah, but look, the Premier League need to find a solution, and I can't believe that there's no, and this is going forward into that there's no some sort of prescription service, subscription service. Sorry, where you can go on and go. There's my team is Liverpool. I'm going to pay twenty euro a month, and I can watch every uh, Premier League game related to Liverpool. Imagine the fucking money. The Premier League would make if they had an app and subscription service where you could either opt in to watch every game or just your team. The no, they'd have, make, they'd have to do it where you would you would they'd have to do it where you would buy in to buy the lot because what would happen is you'd have twenty million people paying twenty quid to watch Liverpool and five hundred thousand paying to watch Bournemouth and the split of money just wouldn't be right and that and and it actually comes back to a point on it right. There's so much money in the Premier League with regards to TV rights. And part of the TV rights is, is that every club features X amount of times in a prime time slot or a Super Sunday or whatever. So you'll see that you always see a mad one thrown up every month or, and you're going to go, how are they on the Sunday? They have to be, right? But having said that, it should be done in the reverse where, listen, every club has to take an equal fucking take on these half twelves, right? Or in some way do it. So we we turn around and we go, right, listen, just to let you know, there's, there's three international breaks. There's going to be three half-twelve kickoffs this season or four half-twelve kickoffs this season, right? And what we're going to do is there's going to be eight teams involved in them, right? But the following season, them eight will not be involved. And the following season after that, and it works its way down the line, 
and you know promote a team replace relegated teams and stuff like that and that's the way to do it because they're well able to do it by showing them on prime time in order to get them that money it should be done in the reverse and I, I, overall I hope Liverpool come out and do something about this and I presume and privately they have to go to the Premier League and go listen why are we playing all these games and then when everyone goes away right we all come back we're like literally all our squad gone away and we're the fourth one up every single time do you know what I'm saying? And that's what I hope Liverpool were done. But look, moving it back to Liverpool itself, um, and Emma, I want to start with you on this, the Anfield Road extension, because Liverpool have been immaculate in what they've done with regards to the infrastructure to the club, right? When you look at when you look at the main stand, when you look at the AXA, you know, the Anfield Road is the next thing. But when they've done this stuff, they've gone, look, we're going to put the least amount of you know, barriers in the way for people to see football, i.e. the main stand. And when it's come to infrastructure, they've been brilliant, right? But Emma, this has gone badly, badly wrong. Um, meant to be ready for the start of the season. Then they said three or four home games. Then the club, the, the crowd booking them went bust. Then it was like right after this game against the, the Belgian crowd, Royal Saint, how do you say that? Royal Saint Gilles. Nice, Keith. Nice, you see, that double <coughs> four coming back out on you. Um, that's for watching all the French rugby lads down there in Lansdowne yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Years but, of watching Serge Blanco. Yeah, but then they were saying about stay, you know, um, staggered attendances as, as, yeah. as it went on after that. But it's being said this week now that it will, won't be happening until January. Now, I'm coming to you first because you've booked two trips to Liverpool, both with tickets to the Anfield Road Upper, and both games, both weekends you'll go and... Presumably you won't see the game unless the ticket comes available. Um, heads up, anyone in the chat was a ticket for Emma, let me know. But Emma, it's not so much the club's fault, but it hasn't gone well this at all, hasn't it? No, it hasn't. And I, I look, I, I don't think it is their fault because they've, they've. I mean, what what can they do to to stop a, a crowd from going under? They have minimised the impact on. I mean, they started that in. Was it November, December 2021? And I mean, even up until the last home game of last season, me and Kevers in the, the Anfield Road end. So they have minimised it. I think the, the hold-up now is is that the new crowd that have come in don't know how far or what the previous crowd have done and what's left to do. And I know, look, I'm not an engineer or anything, but I'm surely they can't tell by just walking in and going yeah that needs fixing and we need a light bulb there and whatever but yeah. um, look yeah. I think what they've Jackson. done for the, <laughs> the fella who was roofing tax uh, toils to the thing for £30 an hour to go up and do it because he seems to <laughs> what the other fellas are doing for their money so you know there's always some shy bags out there that think they I think that there is talk that they are trying to rehire some of the builders that were working there on, under that Buckingham yeah. crowd um, but yeah, it's 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 having a massive knock-on effect on everybody because tickets. I mean, we're already scarce, but when yeah. you're, I think it's ten thousand. I think it's uh, I think it's fifty-one is what the capacity is at the moment. It's supposed to be sixty-one with that open, um, but it's having a massive impact on. And look, the amount of people that bar, look, me, I always try and do it the cheap way, cheap flights cheap accommodation you'll have people that are, are going out now and having to spend like some of the you see some of the the, the, the travel agents and offs like 750 for one night's accommodation and a ticket and all this kind of stuff so, and people will go and pay that because i'm not bringing a kid with me um but 
people will have promised their kids that they're going to the match yeah. and they will end up paying for hospitality. They will end, end up paying well over the odds. And it's I only a, spoke it's to someone last week. Outstream at the yeah. moment. I only spoke to someone last um, week that is going, and he, he told me the price he was going for me. I, like I swear to God, he always nearly popped down my head when he's told me the price. And I went to you for it. He goes, "Gav, I had to pay hospitality. Mad money now." Like, but I, I just got right, somebody. Just somebody. Just somebody just asked there. Carl Robin, did Emma get his phone back on his last one? I, I have it actually. Courtney Neary has it, and uh, I'll be collecting it when I go over. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, and if, if he, I swear to God, if he gets into a taxi again, puts his phone between his legs, I will punch the head off him. I don't care how big he is. I hope he. <laughs> you make that sound like it was something kinky that I did. Yeah, I know, but like genuinely, <laughs> I told you, I've warned you. Put your phone in your fucking pocket for the fifteen-minute taxi ride and stop being a prick. Um, but that's your final warning, by the way. Um, but look, uh, Anta Danticus is one of the lads that does the drones. Um, on on the YouTube channel, which I really go by the way. Um. Commenting that there might be something wrong with the concrete in the Annie Road concourse as well, so there might be an issue there. Now, Kev O'Sullivan sent me something similar earlier. He said, "Look, I don't know much is in this, but you're gonna get this stuff coming out like this." But I'm supposed the new people coming in will have to look at it and go, you know, uh, they'll have to assess it and see what's being done. I don't think they just turn up and go right where where were the lads left off? Right, let's get going. It's not like that. They have to do all sorts of assessments on it. Keith, or sorry, Shawnee, um, as Emmett mentions there. You know, getting tickets is hard. Right now, it's nigh on impossible. Um, but it's not, I don't think it's something. Can you really blame the club for it, Shani? It's, they've brought somebody in. They've gone bust. They've tried to retake control back of it. And now you're always going to get a delay when, when it's kind of a reset on it. We're just going to have to grin and bear this, aren't we? Yeah. Look, everyone loves blaming the club or the owners and stuff that's out of control. Like, we just got stung with cowboy builders because I've been looking into this actually since it happened. And it is frustrating that you want it all to be sorted and all. But like Buckingham made a bollocks as well of the the Fulham uh, Craven Cottage renovation. And apparently that's the reason why they've headed towards administration because there was massive overheads and fears. Um, put in place by Fulham and it's obviously Liverpool knew this because one of the reasons why they were so badly affected was because apparently the late phase that Liverpool were charging Buckingham were out of this world because if there was any compromise in terms of the the bill not being ready that would heavily affect um, Liverpool's revenue in terms of match day gate and, and stuff coming in so the club will just have to take the hit on this and I'd imagine um, I don't. I think I'm not sure what the name of the new crew, the new crew coming in is, but one thing you can't do on an operation this big is is cut any corners. So I'm delighted that they've kind of just said, look, it's gonna be the new year. I don't think you should be putting on a definitive timeline to this anyway. It'll be done when it's done. It's short short term pain, long term gain. It's the way I look at it. Um. It's just one of them things in the construction world where we fucking we've made our choice in terms of who we favour to do the project, and it's obviously they've made a bollocks of it, and um, because it looks like they were probably cutting corners to get as much of it done as possible, um, before they did. Because look, with administration and things like that, th- these things don't really happen overnight. 
it's they would have known well in advance that there was issues um, with the funding or having to get things done. You need to realise that Liverpool probably have already paid for the majority of that stand to be built up front. Definitely all the resources that it's going to take to finish building the stand. So I think this crowd coming in are at the having a look. There's probably a fucking a snag list, the length of your arm uh, there with things that can't be. And you just can't, there can't be any compromise or cutting corners with stuff like this because it's vitally important. These things, that stand has to stand for the next 80, 80 70, 80 years unless they plan on knocking Liverpool down. So, look, take all the time they need. It's nothing that Liverpool have any control over. They've they've chosen another crowd to come in and foresee the, fin- the completion of the project. When it's done, it's done. I know I sound like a prick saying that because you've lads like Emma Hill. No, you've like, but, like in, in a... Look, I'll say I'll put it this way, Emmett. Like, at the end of the day, you probably paid 150 quid for your flights or whatever you're around. You'll still go over and go on the piss. There's probably some poor, poor fucker who's at the book and flights from Singapore who might only ever get to Anfield once in his life. Once in his life. I'm sure of my own name. Yeah, it's fucking cheeky. It's Rainer Rowan, is the name of the company. Yeah, yeah. Quickly changing the subject there, because he was getting heat. Ever changing the subject there, because getting heat. No, no doubt about it. It is a pain in the bollocks. And look, we seen last year like how things can go fucked up with Emmett's brother-in-law and 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 his nieces, and it's horrible. Like you know what I mean? You want people to only have good experiences at Anfield or when they go away to watch football. But like, in my opinion, it's not the fucking end of the war, but. Like I said, there could be some poor fucker who's saved up for years to go to Anfield and he's doing a 24-hour round trip to rock up to the fucking... And he's probably going to end up watching the game on his phone because it's probably going to be a 3 o'clock kickoff in some boozer. Um in the middle Matt, of Matt did it. Matt came all the way from Canada yeah. to, and ended up in Anfield Road. And if he fast-forward a couple of years, if he did it now, he'd be coming all the way from Canada for nothing. Exactly, so uh, it's just like, look, it's like when you put all your fucking problems into a pile and you see everyone else's, you take your own back. If the unfair road not being open is the, the most of our worries, I'm delighted because we're not going to be raked over the coals by some fella who was at the running multiple spawn projects into the ground. And I don't even need to... I don't even need to... Uh, I don't even need to go into the semantics there of that because everyone knows what I'm talking about and it's fucking brilliant. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> up your ball fucking them. Go on, shake that team, you mad bastard. And Joe Glazer is a fucking top man in my book. <laughs> but we're not going to get into it. We might get into it during the week um, at some stage. But Keith, just finding on this, the, only, the, the, the outcome of all this is that Liverpool, the way to deal with this, if, in my opinion, is Liverpool know who's buying all them tickets. In that or any any road upper when they made the tickets available, um, it simply should just come down to the fact that when it opens, that they backdate these tickets and, and put put them in, you know. So Emma gets what was it Brentford? I think you were going to, wasn't it? Emma gets Brentford didn't happen. So listen, um, 
Brentford was the fifth home game of the season. So when this opens, five games down the road, Emma should be entitled to a ticket to it. Liverpool have to look after people here, Keith. Yeah, they do. Sean is right, but what you said there in that, you know, you just have to take your licks on this one and just make sure you get everything right and get everything ready to go. And it, it's a it's a pain in the bollocks. We joking with Emmett there about, you know, moaning when there's there's poor people coming from the other side of the world. Um but the reality is we'd all hate it. Do you know what I mean? And and can the club do that? And you'd like to think so, but does how many like Liverpool could sell out this stadium ten times over for every game, you know? So they probably won't be too concerned about Emmett in Ireland or yeah, but they should be. in Ireland. They should be, but they probably won't. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, people, that's where some of the disconnect can come in with the owners. They'd be like, oh, they should, they should be caring about the people on the ground, but probably don't overly give up bollocks themselves. But it's, it's just a shame. You know what I mean? Like if I was the same and, and, you know, Shani touched on it there about, um, we were over there at the game and Emmett's brother and, brother-in-law and the nieces it was terrible for them terrible they, and they only came from they only came from Ireland and it was terrible for them you know anyone that can't get over and then end up getting rinsed as well it's 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 a poxy situation but you know what happens when you know Emma got this ticket but what if he the touts are the ones that are getting all these tickets do you know what I mean it's, it's a never-ending cycle then with them mm. like Liverpool are reimbursing I'm not saying Emma bought his ticket off a tout but Emma buys his ticket but it's not Emmett's name that bought the ticket. Emmett's fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. this is this is where you run into problems, really. It's just it's the, important the, that the they good get thing this. about that. <clears throat> the good thing about that is that most of them they don't get the tickets until the day, the way they're doing it now with the phones and stuff like that. Um so they may although they may have handed over money that they'll never get back. Yeah. And I didn't get mine from Mateo. It's the first ever ticket I got in the ballet. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Will, sorry, Bobby. <laughs> uh, if, only, if only Emma just cancelled that membership. If Emma cancelled his membership, I'd say if Emma cancelled that membership, he'd be happy. Yeah, a credit, yeah, it'd be sound. Uh, but I reckon if you cancelled your LSC membership, I reckon that stand would be ready f- for yeah. the game of the weekend. Which <laughs> 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 Hey, fucking Jonah. Right, a um, couple of things before we go. Um, I want to just quickly touch on Andre from Fluminense. He's been not linked again, but kind of stories coming out saying that, you know, Liverpool were heavily interested in the summer. Um, it hasn't gone away. Everyone's kind of watching him. I think he's in the Libertadores final, isn't he, against yeah. Boca? Am I right? Um, yeah, 4th of November or something. 4th of November, yeah, somewhere around then. So, just quickly around the table. Um, Sean, I'll come to you first. One, would you like to see it in January? And two, what do you think the chances of it happening there? Horny and Hoyley. I horny think. and highly, nice. Yeah, Keith, are you horny and highly, or are you gonna go less than that? I am now. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now okay. look, he's a good, he's a really, really good player, and he'd be a great addition to Liverpool. He would be, you know, we're seeing Thiago is sort of, you know, setback after setback. He's in his last year. I can see Thiago sort of being phased out, but I think this fella will be. Will be brilliant. You know what I mean? He's he's people should watch the Libertadores. Libertadores is brilliant, and the final does be on at like seven or eight in the evening. You know what I mean? It's not a, a true the night job. 
And have a look at him and see. I remember last year, getting slightly off topic, last year, um, Joe Gomez was the name that was being linked with Liverpool an awful lot. And he ended up going to Wolves. He was putting out, uh, oh, I want to go to Liverpool, I want to go to Liverpool. Liverpool were linked. Nothing happened. He goes to Wolves. And he came into that team on their Libertadores run. And I remember watching, you know, that run to see what he was like. And you really see the qualities of a player. So I can say here, oh, I think Andre would be a great player for Liverpool. He scampers around, but he's a good ball player. He's not just a yard dog. Um, he's more mobile than a Thiago. He's more into tackling. He's like a Thiago Mascherano clown. Do you know what I mean? Like He's good with the ball, but he gets around and he wins his tackles and things like that. But watch him. Have a look at the Libertadores and make his mind up because um, he's, he's a really, really exciting player. And I do genuinely think he would slot into this team brilliantly. He would give us, you know, look, I love Alexis McAllister, but we're seeing t- too many flaws and deficiencies because Alexis is being asked to play as a, a sort of defensive six. It's not his game. He will improve at it, but it's not his game. If you slot Andre into that defensive six, and I know it's hard to just come straight from South America into a team and play and be expected to be the main man. But you would see a big, big difference. You'd see a more solid base for Liverpool to play off. So I'd love to see it happen in January. All the talk, you know, from the South American side is that Liverpool have contacted, they've spoken directly, the president of Fluminense has come out and said it, everybody is saying it. So I think there is a bit of bit of stuff in this and it will be very interesting to see. But we again, we've seen this before, you know what I mean? We've seen players that were linked and nothing ever happened from it. But I have a feeling that this one, and, and you know, extra horny now that Shawnee's mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, the idea of Andre in January has me putting my phone between my legs. Um, says uh, says Dylan O'Rourke. That's directly. Uh, 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 I have to explain that the reason why it was. No, no. Let days. me explain it. So he, he got into a taxi. He was chatting away in the taxi. He was sitting in the taxi, and he put the phone down between his two legs, just on the seat, and stood up. The chair flipped back because it's one of those taxis in Liverpool, and he got out of the taxi and walked off. And it was actually trapped behind the chair for the whole weekend until the driver found it on Monday. Um. But my argument is just put it in your pocket until like for the, the, re- the reason it was I didn't because it was in my arse pocket and I was in one of those fold down seats that's yeah. fairly hard. So I didn't want to be the lightest bloke in the world. Didn't want to be yeah, I did, yeah. Thanks. So mm. you like me bleeding that. Yeah, I know, yeah. Well you need someone like that. You know what I mean? I made 170 calls to your phone over that weekend trying to get it back. <laughs> See. Uh, Brother Sullivan says Andre to sign and Gav to sing live when he's when he signs, beautiful voice. Thanks, Brian. Um, yeah, I know you're going with that, Brian. Thanks a million. Uh, anyway, Emma, do you, would you like him to go? Would you like him to come here? And how likely do you think it is? Yeah, I'd love him to come because I think it's it, it's something that we... It, it's exactly what we need. Um, I've not seen him play much. I only really listen to Keith, but he's saying there if he's a mixture between Thiago and uh, Mascherano. I want him all day long. And I think it, it is highly likely there's... If you believe reports, apparently he's spoken to Klopp. Um, Tim Rickery is generally up to scratch on his South American football. He's kind of muted a little bit that it could poss- be a possibility. So, yeah, and like Keith says as well, it's going to free up McAllister. I think he's he's getting dog's abuse, not from everybody, but he's been asked to play in a position that he doesn't normally play in. And I just think that we'll, we'll reap the rewards of him push slightly further forward. Him, Sabasloy and Andre in midfield. Okay. I've enjoyed that. 
bang on, nearly just just coming up to the arrow. But um, the new segment, um, which we're going to have every week, is sausage of the week, um, because we we love talking about who's the sausage of the week. Shawnee is king of the sausage of the week. So Shawnee, sausage of the week. Who is it this week? The fourth edition is going to be known as sausages of the week. I'm just oh, that's the other. Now there's <laughs> thousands of them. Really? Thousands of them. <laughs> okay. Sausages of the week is any fucking Egypt that had a Qatar flag <laughs> on that page. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out, shaped your seam in, and retweeting some fella's tweets in Arabic because his name was Qatar on Twitter. <laughs> John oh, Qatar. Lovely. Yeah. That lad on Duolingo doing fucking Arabic scripture for the last six months think this fellow is going to come in. Honestly, it's, I'd say they were all pulling the stomachs off themselves every night thinking. Yeah. yeah. We're going to sign Mbappe. We're going to have a brand new stadium. Do you know what the beautiful oh, thing is, though? It's going to be like, oh, it's going to be like FIFA Ultimate Team where fucking... 20,000 FIFA points every week. You can buy whatever you want. We're going to sign Howard Webb to just stand there and annoy everyone. We're going to turn fucking... We're going to turn Richard Arnold into a fucking Ten Hag's personal slave. They Honestly, you just think to yourself what everything that was going through their head. They thought they were going to be Man City on steroids. 2.0. A big club with a big bag of catch to burn. And it's all gone up in smoke, <laughs> in, in, in right in front of our eyes. And there's fucking guitar flags getting burnt all over the gaff now, going missing off boys. I was even laughing at Liverpool fans who had buying into this shit around this time last year. And then you have the other fucking Egypt coming out talking about non-negotiables. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Give up yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about turning. All traveling into Manchester United land. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Somebody didn't use the words Manchester United land. Gary Neville. No way. Yeah, or Manchester yeah. United world. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He you must have been a Fantasia at Betty's Town or something and got, got, got the idea of that. You could go on the Bobby Charlton roller coaster, which would have been the fastest roller coaster in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) The Bobby Charlton roller coaster. Honestly, it's just fucking. It's hilarious. You know what's the best? You know what the best thing about it is, though, because I I follow this and I follow a certain channel that covers this extensively, right? And just the 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 updates were just the way they were put forward were just exceptional, right? Um, but. When the, the, the guitarists came in, I was like, that's it now. We're going to be on by guitar. All, forget the morals. Forget all this. They didn't give a bollocks, right? And now I'm not saying Liverpool fans wouldn't be the same. I'm, I'm holding a different view. Everyone knows that. But the big thing was when it was going to be guitar and they were certain it was guitar and Rio was fucking telling you it was guitar. Remember Rio Ferdinand was like, yeah, I might have been on the phone oh, with him. That's all sorted, yeah, right? Yeah, right. So, but the best thing was, right, they, they, they had guitar, but then they doubled down and decided that Jim Ratcliffe was an absolute tosser, right? And they were like, no, guitar, he'll, he'll ruin it. I'm telling you, keep him away. Guitar is the way to go. And then, yeah, man, and a couple of things made me laugh. So the way it was reported was, 
this Sheikh Shazim, isn't that his name? Um, yeah. He's rang the Glazers and he said, <laughs> come here, come here, listen, um, six and a half billion. And they go, no, now we're ready to walk away here. Well, what are you telling me that for? Just say, okay, right, forget it. We're not selling, we're not selling. But we're ready to walk away now. That made me laugh, like they were ready, like they're giving them a pre-warning that they're going to do something, which was hilarious. But then, I couldn't believe it. I actually couldn't believe it when I seen it going, and they've pulled out, and by the way, Jim Ratcliffe was buying 25% of the club. I was like, oh my God, the double down has completely come back on them. And the fun, and in all seriousness, right, it's the worst thing that could happen to them because Jim Ratcliffe is literally following the Glazer blueprint from 2004, 2005, where he's going to go in there, he's going to buy 25% of Manchester United on the loan. The Glazers are going to take all that and fuck off, right? Well, bring it somewhere else. And then he's going to go in and stand beside the Glazers and milk this club for the way it's being milked already, right? And they doubled down on it, and they've ended up with the one like that he did not 100% want, and now they're trying to spin it. But what a I'm start actually, to Sausage of the Week. <laughs> I, I'm actually I'm convinced that Shake the Same is actually some lad from West Derby who was at yeah. the getting a, an AI picture made up of some fella who was rich and has loads of money from, from Qatar. No, and got no one ever heard of him. He was in yeah. Cannonball Run. That's the only time they ever heard of him. He was in Cannonball Run. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Cannonball Run. <laughs> probably one picture of the fella. Oh, that's the he's had to be ringing up the, the Ryan group. Yeah, open the fire billion there. Oh, you like, know what he needs to get? He needs to get Google Meets because you can you can change our background. He could if he went on the Google Meets, you can change our background there. Look like he was in wherever, but he hasn't done it. But um, Keith, any any thoughts on uh, sausages of the week? Well, of the sausages of the week or the segment sausage of the week? Because of well, what do you think the of the segment? segment? Uh, what it. do you think of the sausages? Love it. Love it. Yeah, the goodness got off to a better start. Yeah. As I said, I'm going to ring our old houses tomorrow and see if they want to sponsor. <laughs> I'm going to say you need to get a sponsor. <laughs> John Granby. Has anyone got John Granby's name? <laughs> <laughs> he has six billion spare there to sponsor yeah. so many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sausages stop. of the Week sponsored by Shake Jazim. <laughs> be fucking amazing. <laughs> Go on, Keith. Sorry. No, no, look, it's, it's, it's outrageous. You know what I mean? Shawnee's right here on the head. They all went mad. They all rubbish Jim Radcliffe. The, well, they were, first of all, they were all championing Jim Radcliffe. And then Sheikh Jasim appears out of nowhere. Like, no one ever heard of him. No one ever seen him. The Sheiks, the Sheik industry didn't know who he was. Sheik <laughs> Twitter wasn't exactly lit up with, with information on Jasim. And, uh, all oh, they were losing their shit. And, and, you know, the Gary Neville stuff is hilarious. He's given his list of demands, you know, and, and, fucking Wally World or whatever it is that he wants built around where he happens to have a hotel as well Manchester by the way. United land is outstanding I'm, I'm assuming his hotel is staying where it is and they'll just put a big roller coaster around it it'll be like the New know. York New York hotel in Vegas yeah, except it'll be the Bobby Charlton one going through it yeah. fucking amazing yeah well yeah it's hilarious and look they just have to take their licks on this do you know what I mean like they, they had this years ago remember older older fans will remember oh, yeah, Michael man, Knighton yeah. Michael Knighton did 
Remember Michael he scored Lizard goals in the Stratford end and all? In his gear, like, he yeah. had a kid. Full hadn't kit a wanker. washer. The cunt hadn't a washer. If you like me, are you just rocking up to Anfield going, oh, I bought it, yeah. I bought it. I literally, I have all the money there. Listen, can he I just... He was in a the full pitch? kit, wasn't he? Yeah, full kit in the Stratford end, kicking the ball in the Stratford end, going bleeding bananas for him. He hadn't a washer. It was brilliant. What a time to be alive. It's actually amazing. Emma, um... What do you think of Sausage of the Week and what do you think of the, this week's Sausages? Yeah, absolutely love it. Uh, we need definitely need a sponsor, Pat Denny or something like that. And uh, with my Sausage of the Week on the same kind of thing, will be, there's a lad on TikTok, he's actually an Irish lad. I'm not sure where he's from, but every single evening for the last three or four months, he's put up a video with a tweet in the background saying, expecting an announcement tonight, Shape Jazim or whatever his name is. Yeah. And every single day he's getting his hopes up and then like I'm, I can't wait to go now and look at his feet <laughs> for today. <laughs> I'd be giving him dog's abuse. Uh, but he's he's an absolute tool. But uh, yeah, they're all sausages. Bruno Hallen says, uh, the George Best bumper cars. <laughs> this, is good. Like, this is absolutely outstanding. I, just, I can't believe they've used the words Manchester United land or whatever. It's, or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but this was absolutely... uh, celebrity Manchester United Prime Minister of the UK, Gary yeah. Neville. Yeah. Like, but you know not, this isn't just fans on Twitter. But, this but is, you know this is thing... Mr. Man United. Do you know the big thing about Did this? Did he name his right? hotel, hotel football, didn't it's he? Forced, yeah. It's forced. Come up at Manchester land. It's forced. <laughs> it's forced. 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 It's I think it's time for me to bring out my non-negotiables from a year ago. He's written these, right? And he's held on to them for a year, right? Who does that? Right, like if I went back on my notes and we found for a year, it's probably like orange juice, ham, weed, the bix, you know, it's just a list from Duns that I had to put in my phone because I was going down and I just forgot to delete it. But he's literally written this out and held it for a year. It's as the sort I'd say he's held it in a bank vault. His name on his jocks and orange and all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely has his name written inside the inside his bike helmet and everything. Oh, yeah. Manchester United lad, <laughs> it's it's fucking brilliant. Um, can we do a show during the week on what would you put in Manchester United land? Um, <laughs> I think we should. Anyway, it's been outstanding. Shawnee, sausage of the week, just thousands of them. Um, absolutely back. amazing. So you can get to think of it next week. If Shawnee's not on, we'll pass the baton to Keith or Emma um, for sausage of the week. But look, Shawnee's want to be on every week now, won't he? Now that we're doing sausage of the week, he'll be demanded. But, he'll be demanded <laughs> yeah, and we will ring old Hills and Denny Granby, all them lads. Um, we ring someone them in the, the sausage game. But yeah. we're reaching now. Surely someone listening. wants to sponsor sausage of the week. Yeah. Not Linda McCartney though, because her ones are vegan. Not having oh, a part of it. Don't care what she offers. You've started me now, because you know quite well I'm a Linda McCartney sausage fan. And if you did, <laughs> okay. now you do. <laughs> okay. Actually, actually I can just vision you now strolling through Dublin for have eating yeah. a Linda McCartney sausage on the way to the rugby. Amazing. Of course, um, yeah. the, the Linda McCartney I don't get that. Like, and I always say it to my father and I was a vegetarian. He's mad for the Linda McCartney sausages as well. If you like the taste of them, why don't you just have a fucking sausage? Yeah, because I don't get why, why, why they go out and eat stuff. They go out and eat stuff that tastes like me. If you take like yeah. the taste of it, just fucking eat it. I know, yeah, but listen, that's a whole new world. It's a whole new world we can get into, but we won't. Um anyway. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United Land, I just can't get over it. Um Emma, anything else before we go? No, all good. All good. All good. Can't wait for the football to be back. 
Yeah. The true. real football. Shawnee, anything else before we go? No, all good. Good. But <laughs> I can't stop laughing at that. Keith, anything else before we go? And could you suggest one song that people should listen to this week um, to get them through it? Jesus. Um, do you know what I was listening to? Um, somebody mentioned the Rocky Four soundtrack. It could yeah. be an Alan Lawson in, a, in WhatsApp. Somebody mentioned it. And anyway, go on and listen to the Rocky soundtrack and put on a bit of Born and Heart by Survivor and that'll get you through the week. Fight and talk. In the same vein as our intro song for tonight, a little bit of the old 80s power ballads. East versus West. Drago versus Rocky. If that doesn't get you in the middle, nothing will. I was listening to your alternative thing today again, um, and Karma Police came on. Um, the Radiohead. Yeah, and people song. like I'm. I'm sure people think, oh, mad, mad depressing. Karma Police. It's a fucking great song. Karma Police. It's a great song. It's a great song. Okay, so um, if you haven't listened to it in a while, go and listen to Karma Police. That has been Talking Cop. Um, did I get the word? Did I get the name right? I did, didn't I? Yeah. Thank God for that. That has been Talking Cop for this Sunday night. Um, we will have as much as we possibly can throughout the week and um, yeah have a good week enjoy ourselves and remember if you can't get a ticket to the Annie Road you'll definitely get a ticket to Manchester United land over and out (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network